So how was your day? It's a crazy day. Oh, shite. It um, was shitty. It was so shitty. Sold a little, and then I bought back in a little, and then I just made sure to keep like 30% of my stuff in cash just in case it dips more. I I don't know, like, I feel like I, I feel like I, I don't know if I pretend or what, but I feel like I'm okay if the price goes up or the price goes down, but yeah, I mean, last night... Last night when it, it the price kind of dipped down to like 6200 and I thought, well, this is a good place to buy. I'll buy here and then I'll put an order in at 6K and then at 58. And I'll put a stop loss below that. But I can't really put a stop loss because my bids haven't been triggered yet. So I'll just let these bids get filled while I sleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I even was nervous about that. I actually had the chart open on my phone just in case I woke up in a panic in the, in the middle of the night, which, you know, happens. Sure. <laughs> Worried about Bitcoin. And sure. I remember looking at it a couple of times last night thinking, oh, thank God it didn't. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> and then I, like, slept in about 15 minutes too late and oh, saw all these alarms going off. And it's like, by then, it was too late. And and that's not the part that really kind of hurt. I mean, that part I was like, okay, okay, I lost some money or no big deal. Like just I'm going to I'm going to bite the bullet and deal with this. What hurt a bit more was like realizing that man, this is going to be a longer bear market and this is going to be like it's it's not I mean, yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of of my money wrapped up in this, but more than that, it's like this is a hobby of mine and to see the hobby just kind of get crushed and ground away was kind of painful for me. I hear you. I, I, I keep like getting caught up. I, 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 this is how I am with crypto. Like I can't even talk about it. But that's <laughs> We're how all I am. emotional. So I, I, I tell myself, look, have faith in it. I have faith in these projects. If it dips, just buy a little more. Just keep on dollar cost averaging in. And then it starts to dip. And I'm like, sell, sell. <laughs> and I sell a bunch. And I'm like, thinking it's going to go down even further. And I'll buy back in. And then it goes right back up a little bit. And I'm like, stupid. I fall for it every time. You know, and I'm just like, whatever. At this point, I just hate money. I'm stealing that line from Crypto Bobby. I hate money. You know, so that's why I do it. Because oh, I just yeah. hate money. I'm JJ No Money. I hate money too. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, man, it's. It uh, it sucks, yeah. It's well, painful. It's like, it's like well, it's like it's like we're in um we're in a meeting of, of like Cryptos Anonymous right now, where we're talking yeah. about our feelings about the market. <laughs> when you're actually listening to Michael and the Bear, our a podcast called Michael and the Bear, where we talk about cryptocurrencies. I'm JJ, and I'm here with Michael. Hello, everyone. And we did have about a thousand dollar drop in price, which. Uh, which no matter how you cut it, whether you whether you're a trader or an investor or whatever, it's just not a good sign for the world of crypto. It means even though we're in we're in a we're in a bull industry, that's the way I see it. There's all of this 
there's all of this innovation and all of this industry that's booming around the concept of crypto and yet the price is still this thing that gets manipulated and it gets and it gets messed with it gets bought and sold and over leveraged and there's all of these things that end up affecting price so much more than what the technology is actually doing and that's just a sad thing to see it decouple like that but so i've, I've heard some rumors and i'm going to throw out a, a hypothesis of my own that people can rumors of why uh, the, what the catalyst for the the drop no was. Oh, okay. well uh not for this one but just in general the mm -hmm. the, the price depression um so the idea that big banks are doing it to be able to buy more. Yeah. Um, and and my feel and I have two thoughts on this. So I have two hypotheses. So it's not really a hypothesis, it's just, it's just a thought. Um, one is the lower price is good because it forces big miners to shut down their mining farms once it becomes so uh, overpriced to mine. Well, they just like you're not buying, yeah. So you just end up buying, and but they don't have the funds because they sent all their money on miners. Hmm. Hmm. So could that be the catalyst to allow uh, laptop miners to get back into the game? Yeah, maybe. Which I is, suppose. if anybody knows, I've been trying to pitch this idea to anybody of proof of time to work instead of proof of work to allow... Um, timed mining versus hash rate so that way it can't get hijacked by people who just buy you know ten thousand dollar miners or you know create these huge farms so that's one the other one but the reverse hypothesis is if if price stays low and is manipulated i don't think the world would would jump on it as much as they had in the last year if it wasn't for the last for the 2017 bull run oh i see what you're saying so, so like because of that bull run people would be more likely to buy it at cheaper prices no they'd be more likely to get involved in it they'd be more so i think if we have another bull run i think more and more people are going to want to get involved again and so we we definitely so they they you know there's the there's the common phrase shake out shake out weak hands of like people, you know, people who bought at the top and don't want to hold anymore, so they sell and take the big loss, and it's like shaking out all that, all the weeds and all that, and uh, yeah. and those people will probably get back in if it jumps back up. Maybe they won't, but it's the thing of like that excitement. How many people got? I mean, we almost had a trillion dollar market cap. Yeah, it's crazy. It was like what, like eight hundred million, eight hundred fifty million at one point at the peak, and so. Like the fact that now it's two hundred million or less. Two hundred like, billion, yeah. Two hundred billion. Sorry. Um, we need more people. Like we yeah. absolutely need more people. I mean, yeah, but you could also say, well, even at two hundred billion, it's still overvalued for what it is. And maybe, it, maybe it is. Maybe that these, you know, little, these little companies that are doing creating their own cryptos, these altcoins. Maybe they don't deserve the money that they got last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I would think that 
that if price is going to drop to something that is 90, 95% of what it was when it, when it hit, you know, 20,000 or whatever, if it drops that much, I think it's probably going to have a similar effect to what happened in 2013, 2014, which is everyone thought that Bitcoin was dead back then. After that crash, people thought it was not going to come back to life. So it wasn't like you got any sort of renewed interest in it because it was cheaper. Uh, I, I mean, that's what I sort of imagine happening this time, too. If, if Bitcoin crashes to $1,000, people are not going to think, oh, wow. I mean, there'll, there'll be a few people who think this is really cheap and want to buy it. But those people will, people will most likely be people that missed out on this year and 2017. Maybe they just heard that it's, Bitcoin's worth more than that because yeah. it went to 20000 uh, more likely, it'll just be people will think, "Oh yeah, that that thing was a Ponzi Ponzi scheme. It's confirmed. Um, it's dead." But then I again, mean, it, then the people people who are listening to this to this show are going to be people who actually realize, "No, there's people that are doing things. They're building things. They're actually using this for something other than just a new money." And and even people who are taking that seriously are doing innovative things. So. Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about this in the past, though. It's like, as an asset, as something that that will will have a fixed amount forever, you'd have to be crazy to use it as a currency. So, sure, if it drops down, maybe people start using it as a, as a currency again. But in the back of my mind, I could never really use it as a currency. Not unless, yeah, no, you're right. I, it just, doesn't really make like, sense. It doesn't really make sense in that way. But it's like using your like it's like using your Apple stock as a currency. Why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? It would it doesn't make any sense to use something to use a stock as a currency. Not until it gets to a point where it's distributed enough that it doesn't fluctuate in price. That's the only the only thing I can think of. And it's there's there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. It could just end up being like gold, and just. You know. Yeah, but like this is things like so Apple Apple has a certain amount of stocks, mm-hmm. and people are always going to want to buy and sell them based on whatever information's out there at the time. But and Apple's always growing in value. They're always they're always innovating. They're always they're always there's always something more to value Apple stock at. I mean, there's there's a reason that the company grows, but Bitcoin isn't going to grow. It's not a business, so it's. Um, so eventually, if so, so, this is my other issue with it, is eventually, let's say everything's been mined, and everything's owned by somebody. Mm-hmm. What if, what if it kind of becomes like money right now, where you have a few people around the world who own, like you know, like eighty percent of the world's wealth. That's totally possible. And, and I so think- at at that point. Why wouldn't people just be like, "Fuck this, let's make a new currency?" I think that that's a you know that's a big reason for a lot of the altcoins is that you know there are altcoins that look at Bitcoin and go, "Yeah, that's just going to become controlled by a select few." And right now we've talked about it. We've talked about it on this show how how Bitcoin essentially is is controlled by the biggest mining pools. We talked about yeah. that last week. So. Um, so how do you how do you change the? Well, let's get into that really fast because we're seeing that with BCH right now. We're seeing that with Bcash right now. Yeah. So Fatoshi Wright, fucking fuckstick D 
douche fucking he's so funny man this guy's like he really is like the the super villain of crypto and he He is i tried to watch a youtube video where he was being interviewed and i like it almost he almost sounded like that he's got that british accent he sounds like a bad guy in star wars you know or like a bad bond villain yeah he's he's a bad bond villain i I read one of his tweets and i almost heard it in like the joker voice it's like if bitcoin goes to 1000 it won't affect me at all you know it's just like batman He's, I mean, he's like those guys who just like to be hated. I, I mean, it's, and he keeps saying, he's like, oh, I don't care. I, I don't, it, I don't care, but it's just business. And it's like, fuck you, just business. I mean, the tweet said, hey, everybody who's, every Bcash miner, every Bitcoin cash miner, you know, we're going to have to start selling our Bitcoin um, to drop the price. What, he, what was it? It was, he was, let's sell the I should look it up. I should. He want. He wanted them to sell the their Bitcoin to pay for what to get some get more hash for Bitcoin so that they could win this war. And he's so fixated on going to war. If it's no, war, no, they he want. wanted that. He wanted them to stop mining Bitcoin and then start mining the new branch of Bitcoin Cash. Right, but he was to, also to, talking about selling Bitcoin. Oh my god, um, dude! To to drop. I didn't see that one. Yeah, let's look that up real quick. Um, so if you don't know what's going on, there's a uh, a fork tomorrow of Bcash, and you have Roger Veer on one side, who Bitcoin Jesus. Now all of a sudden, you know, he's a good guy now. <laughs> so much shit as we've talked about him. Now he's kind of the good guy, saying I was duped by by, by Craig Wright, um, and then you have Craig Wright on the other side, and he said. He is going to do everything he possibly can to single-handedly destroy all the competitors. He's going to try to do a 51% attack on every competitor to Bitcoin Cash. And Jihan Wu, he stabbed me in the back. I mean, I heard him say that in this interview today. Jihan Wu stabbed me in the back. Almost like it was like... And and who's Jihan Wu? Jihan Wu is the bit bitmain guy. He's uh, exactly. He's uh, he's he's the guy who sided with uh, with with the Bitcoin Cash crew last August when uh, Bitcoin Cash first split from from Bitcoin. Yeah. The idea back then was to increase the block size, so you had more data in in a transaction. Um, and uh, Fotoshi. Craig Wright was always against the uh, segwit, seg- segregated witness, which made transactions faster and safer. Um, and cheaper. And cheaper. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, they mainly made it cheaper. But uh, um, hold on. I'm looking for this. So Jihan Wu was the, is the Bitmain guy who we think of as another supervillain because they have just absolute control over the hash rate of Bitcoin. And there were rumors at one point, like a month or two ago, that they, between all the different mining pools they owned, they actually had 51%. And that was freaking a lot of people out with Bitcoin. And we talked about it. And so now, I mean, here's the thing. is like you're pitting two people, you're pitting two sides of Bitcoin cash against each other, and they both hate Bitcoin. So you can't really, if you if you like Bitcoin, you can't really pick a side on Bitcoin Cash because they're both fucking assholes, and they've both made it their mission to try to destroy Bitcoin. Yeah, which like the whole thing is just one huge clusterfuck, and I think it's totally uh, self-interested. Uh, it's a hundred percent self-interested. Doctor Craig S. Wright tweeted, "Doctor, if you, 
If you switch to mine BCH, we may need to fund this with Bitcoin. If we do, we sell for USD. And well, we think Bitcoin market has room. No, it tanks. Think about it. We will sell a lot. Consider that and have a nice day. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have a nice day, Batman. Yeah, he's (laughs) such a douche. Oh, there's... God. See, that's a guy right there who either wasn't beat up enough when he was in high school or or got beat up one too many many times. So, like... Part of me wants to be like, just somebody punch that guy in the face. But it might it might make him even more evil. <laughs> so yeah, don't totally. do that. It's just like you just don't know what to do with this guy. Yeah, uh, he's okay. so full of himself. Uh, so it's oh, well, I mean this. It's strange that this is what makes crypto interesting for us. Is these like these caricatures that I, I I don't know. It's it's almost like Bitcoin was not interesting enough, so they made Bitcoin Cash for all this drama. Yeah, because it's been nothing but drama since it first came out. Yeah, really. It's like, what? And my thing is, is like, how many people are going to be turned off on by this? But then I think, how many people actually fucking care oh, to begin no with? No one cares. No one cares. Like, no when we're talking cares. about this, like, if you're not, if you don't know what we're talking about, you're like, what the hell? Who cares? Like, what? Like, talk, I, I guess it's, you know, He's the, he's the Joker. Is that it? <laughs> I mean, like that's as interesting as it gets. Um, yeah. yeah. So what? You know, it is kind of interesting. It's fun to to speculate on why, on on what's going on with 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 Bitcoin. Because really, when it comes down to it, I believe that the reason that price goes up and down, it's all speculation and manipulation. Um, I think that banks do do manipulate price up and down. They do it. I mean. I've seen all kinds of theories from like, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, market ma- maker sell and buy models and stuff like, you know, Wyckoff patterns and stuff like that, that that institutions do to kind of distribute and acquire large amounts of mostly in the Forex markets in the foreign currency markets, but obviously in crypto, too. So that could just be something that's happening. We also had the CBOE futures expiring today. And although that hasn't been a catalyst for any sort of crazy price action in the past, you never know. You know, it's like CBOE. So the CBOE futures, uh, for those of you that don't remember, was pretty much the last event before Bitcoin came crashing down. It it Bitcoin hit 19,000 last December, the day that the CBOE futures launched. So that was the first time that if you were in America, you could short Bitcoin. That was the first legally. day that you could you could legally short Bitcoin. And if you did short Bitcoin that day, you'd be shit. really rich right now. Like My that's God. the thing. And like when it happened, it seemed like a non-event. Like it, when when the when the futures launched, everyone was like, "All right, here's our futures. We're gonna get institutional money all up in here, and like we're gonna go to the moon." And nothing yeah. happened. And then like a few days later, boom, we go to ten thousand dollars from nineteen thousand, lose fifty percent. And yeah. Uh, and so yeah, so that was something that lined up. But also, you know, there was stuff like, uh, you know, the Mt. Gox trustees selling off their the the acquired bitcoin yeah and and that's kind of lined up with every single drop in price that we had so far this year like the four or five times that we 
had a false false failed rally um so yeah there's all these things but when it comes down to it it's like the volume is so low there's not very many people buying and selling so that means that it's and and the fact that we're getting these you know these crazy bounce like these crazy pumps and and dumps in bitcoin crazy pumps and dumps like the tether thing i mean that's just over leveraging at least that's what i believe the bart simpson pattern that has become you know you know the the ubiquitous yeah. uh the pattern where the price spikes up and then moves around, moves on a straight line and then drops back down. Uh, many people believe that that's just pure over leveraging. So you're trading on margin. You're trading, you know, 10 times what you actually have to trade to increase your profit because there isn't much volatility. And as soon as somebody comes along and buys or sells a large amount of Bitcoin, everybody gets liquidated and it causes a big squeeze that pushes the price up. Um, and that can't really happen in like foreign currency markets because there's just way too much volume. There's just way too many people trading. But in something as light as something as illiquid as crypto, that stuff happens all the time. So, I mean, this and, could just and be you another see piece it, of that. And you see it especially in some of these smaller exchanges where you go into their troll box and they're literally saying, we're pumping this coin, we're pumping this coin, we're pumping this coin. <laughs> Yeah. And they just wait for like a bunch of people to start getting in. Like do it, they do it for a few hours. They jack it up like fifty percent or something like that, and they oh, just yeah. sell it. Oh, yeah. And and it's just, and like they're being absolutely upfront about it. They're not right. trying to hide it from anybody. They're not trying to. It's like if you have any concept of of, I don't know if it's they they, they hire people to do it or if it's just or if it's really just that's that's think- them. People are doing it. I mean, I've seen people on on Twitter say like, "Hey, we're gonna go over to Cryptopia and pump the weed coin." You know, like anybody welcome to come. We're starting in fifteen minutes. It's like, <laughs> gee, like I don't know. Like so for some people, that's just a game, and I get it. But what they're doing is is not just market manipulation, but they are they are literally creating a pyramid scheme when you do that. Like the idea like, oh, let's all get the price as high as possible and then someone's going to try to sell at the top. That That's all it is. That's a, just a pyramid game. Um, but it, yeah, it's crazy that that just happens in crypto and it's no nobody can do anything about it. Nobody it's can not really, illegal. Well, I mean, I think it could be. It's No, it's not illegal technically. I mean, it's illegal, it's illegal if you illegal. try to do that in the stock market, of course. But yeah, um, but yeah no, in, in crypto, there's no. There's no way. I think it happens in the stock market all the time too. There's a there's a there's a Twitter for the stock market. I think it's called Stock Tweets, Stock Twits, or something like that. Yeah. And I think that people try to do it all the time there. No, I mean it's absolutely illegal with yeah. penny stocks. Like that's how people get. Yeah, but I think people do jail. it. I mean, well, that's, I'm, yeah, I'm I sure think they. If you go to Stock Twits, it's like people are are trying to do the exact same thing. And it's like that's one of those reasons that you don't even use that service is because you just have no way to to believe what anybody's doing but the they're also i mean they're, they're doing it with tiny tiny penny stocks that you can't do it with anything that has enough vo- with with no of course decent not. amount of volume so that's the thing it's like if we can get crypto to the point where it's taken seriously like the stock market it's gonna be very difficult to man- manipulate it at, at that point unless you get enough people yeah but sure N- now you <laughs> you just take five people that have pretty big accounts and then you can go yeah. pump something up yeah, that's exactly. all it takes. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't know what the smallest penny stocks. I don't know enough about penny stocks in the stock market, but I imagine that somewhere 
are pretty small. But yeah, in crypto, it doesn't, you don't, the, if you go on coinmarketcap.com and you look at what the market cap is, it's, it could be a complete lie. You don't even know if that's true. If something that says there are some currencies, there are some cryptos that have like, you know, $20,000 market cap. <laughs> that's it like and they're on coin market gap and you can go to the crappy exchange where they are and if you buy ten dollars worth it'll probably move the price i mean it's like it's crazy um, good times yeah, yeah that'd be fun all right besides a dip in price today and sideways movement and bitcoin cash wars what else have we seen in the market this week there I, you know, it's really, everything has kind of been overshadowed by this drama with Bitcoin Cash. We, um, I noticed something interesting with Ripple, and that is, like, Ripple seems to be getting through this. XRP. I'm sorry, XRP. Wait, isn't, oh, I I refuse. They're the same thing, right? I mean. Are you you're just trolling me? Okay. Yes. <laughs> it's called XRP. It's not Ripple. Um, so how does Ripple get by unscathed in this when every other altcoin is down like twenty percent? Well, can't say unscathed, but just like scratched instead of barely scratched. Seven percent compared to like ten. Is it down seven percent? Yeah. I think I had it. Well, that's when I, lo- yeah, when I that- looked at it. Back that is not much when at you all. first mentioned it like the average was like 12 to 14 and and ripple was seven and there were a few other ones that that were seven ripple bitcoin chart is exactly where it was two days ago except that there was a major drop this morning so like it's it's bitcoin comparative is is the same it, it hasn't really moved yeah, besides, but if you look at the if you look at the spike. the Bitcoin gold comparative, oh, Bitcoin yeah? gold, Bitcoin oh, yeah, gold was that. another one that was uh, not um, really Bitcoin. affected as much. Oh, it wasn't affected. The Bitcoin gold. Oh, Bitcoin so, gold. I thought you meant Bitcoin compared to gold because no, gold's been going no. crazy right now. It probably looks like a huge drop. But. No, I was just messing. Um, Nasda coin. What's that? Three hundred percent pump. Oh, I don't know. What that sounds like some shit coin. Eighteen million circulating supply. Um, so you have Dai. That's I can't can't talk about that. Um, can't talk about Dai. Polymath four percent. Mixin Monocoin. Yeah. So so what happens with these? What happens? So with Stellar these actually coins? Stellar technically did better than XRP. Stellar was nine point zero five and XRP was nine point six five drop. So Stellar's yeah. Stellar's and, pretty solid too. Uh, so I think there's there's this thing that Ivan Ivan on Tech does every every time he does a show where he looks at the market and he goes, "Oh, it looks like Satan Coin is up four hundred percent. Congratulations <laughs> to all the Satan Coin holders." <laughs> and I think it's funny because you you guys know that these when we're talking about how these low market cap coins get pumped and dumped, like that's that's all that's happening when you see something that's up like you know. 300 percent or whatever and it's called like nasda coin or, or whatever like especially when the market's tanking right now yeah yeah so that that just means like just just ignore those altogether. those are absolutely irrelevant to crypto really it's just it's noise it's just 
Yeah, and those will always be happening. You will always have pumps and dumps, and you will always have miniature market cycles. And I don't know exactly, I can't tell you why the market cycles work in terms of buying and selling, but I'm, I'm, I mean, it's probably a combination of market makers uh, pushing liquidity into a coin, into a, into a token, buyers FOMOing in, and then someone cashing out at the top. And that's going to happen naturally on its own with or without the market makers. But that's going to keep happening. And there's a lot of people who get into crypto and I think they get kind of addicted to chasing the altcoin market cycles like that. Yep. And yep. I know I know that this is the thing that is really, really vicious because all it takes is one person to say, oh, my God, I made 200 percent, you know, exactly. buying this one crypto. And I even bought it after it pumped. And all it takes is one person to say that for like 500 other people to go, oh, that's the way to make money in this market. And I'm yeah. telling you right now, it is so dangerous because that 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 aspect of the markets, it's designed to take your money. It's not designed to make you rich at all. It's gambling. And it's it's and the it's, house always wins with gambling. And you're not. And if you're not the house, it means you're. It's not designed for you to win. Yeah, versus so long-term investing. So here's the thing. So you could have done all that. You could have gambled, you know, try to try to hit the tops, try to hit the bottoms when Bitcoin went from $100 down to $10 or $1,000 down to $200. Like over the course of the last few years, it's been doing that. Or if you had just bought it at the top at 1000 and it dropped and you said, fuck it, I'm not touching it. When it hit $20,000, you'd have had a 20x. Yeah, and at some point you have to do have you do have a plan. You do have to have a plan if you're going to exit the market. But I just I I think I know firsthand how it feels to like to like think um what like when you see those altcoin pumps, I think it's just so it's it's so hard to resist those because they seem like they're such an easy thing to chase. Yeah. But yeah. it's and, and for me like so like when Stellar pumped a few like a week ago I was like, oh my God, should I sell some? And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, don't sell it. <laughs> it's like, what? I just see yeah. green and I'm so excited for some green. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll sell. Oh take take a profit. Take profits. And I'm like, yeah. take profits Every into what? I'm like, take, I'm so far profits. down. Take profits. Take profits because you're supposed to take profits. And I didn't take profits last time, so I better take profits this time. <laughs> and, you know, like one of the mistakes that I made when I was early in crypto is I was thinking like, oh, you know, I can get into the altcoins and I can increase my Bitcoin position by trading the altcoins. That's what yeah. everybody thinks. And I got into it and I and like I bought into uh, Verge XVG, right? The, yeah. uh, the one of the early one of the early pumps in 2017. And I remember like my position doubled and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is incredible. So I sold my position and. And then, like, the next day, it's up another 20%. And I was like, oh, crap, it's still going. So then I bought back in. And I'm. this is just a story that you're going to hear from every person who gets into crypto, probably. Where like, Especially oh, Verge. Especially <laughs> Verge, because it's just designed to do that. It's designed to want to suck you back in. Yeah. But but the thing was is I felt like I had sold too early. Yeah. And then come around to 2018, and when you're in these markets, and, like, all of a sudden something doubles, and I'm thinking, like, oh, last time I took – profit too early so this time i'm gonna hold on <laughs> and then a day later i'm like down 75 percent or something yeah. like that so this is just yeah 
the the, the idea play. of leaving money on the table is is almost like a drug it's it it consumes people and and you just gotta and it, like I, I from experience you got to try to control that you got to try to control that feeling because it's very very yeah. addictive it's very powerful and and i catch my I, I caught myself doing it last week with stellar but to go back to your original question of why xrp went a little less uns like it was yeah, a little unscathed um xrp and stellar the vast vast majority of tokens are owned by jeb Mm-hmm. Jed McCaleb for XLM and the the X, the XRP team they own the vast majority of the tokens and so it's it's harder to sway those because unless they're selling them there's just not enough on the markets to actually make that much of a difference because they've all been printed already so they're just being held by somebody so it's kind of hard to sway it's kind of hard to sway the price of something when only like 30% of it's on the market and the rest is held by somebody. Right, I see. So then I guess when 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 I think of XRP, I think of it as one of the most volatile cryptos because of its crazy pumps and dumps. I mean, it practically looks like a pump and dump just on a massive scale. Sure. So that's why I think like, Oh, well, if any of these altcoins should see major volatility when Bitcoin moves, it should be Ripple. But that isn't the case because of what you're saying. I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think back then, you know, this XRP was still unknown to a lot of people. It's still no, it was still unknown to a lot of the commercial space in the world, yeah, commercial banks. And so at that point, they were just trying to... I don't know, like get on people's radar. I, I think a lot of those pump and dumps were by them. I think they were manipulating the price to try to like get people interested in Ripple. And it worked. That's what I believe. Yeah, that, I, st- I believe that they still do that. But, I mean, but with, with Stellar, they're, a non, you know, they're trying to become a non-profit. Jed is like anti all that shit. And so I feel like they, they're a lot less um, volatile for that reason because it's like the ethos of that company, like yeah, of that I'd organization. Li- I'd like to believe that, but like, you know, the pumps we've seen from, from Stellar last year were still just as crazy. And it only went up to a dollar. From from what, though? I mean, it, that's... From three still, cents in November. So, I mean, oh. that's, that's crazy. So I it's know. like... I know. Could one, you imagine one, buying one it at three cents? Ugh. I owned Painful. it. That's the crazy thing is I owned it last summer and I thought, uh, you know, this I don't know what's up with this. It just seems like a Ripple knockoff and I'm not that I'm not a big fan of Ripple. And I remember I remember people talking about about it as like having a lot of potential and it sure does. That's the thing. It's like when you when it comes to the the the, the sort of the ecosystem of crypto, you've got You've got these, you know, these big, big time fundamental coins like Bitcoin, Ethereum, which does something so unique for the space. Well, I guess it's not so unique anymore since there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of cryptocurrency platform platforms. When we say platform, meaning that they're meant for, for building on top of building applications on top of, um, 
or more than that. I think I think Ethereum is actually designed for way more than that, but that was the easy way to sell it last year. Um, and then you get all the application tokens, and then um, and and actually, we, you know, what are so so Stellar right now? Is that considered a platform protocol? Some people don't. Some people say no, and I got an argument with somebody that we we both know because I said that. And the guy and the dude was like, "It's not a platform, it's a something else." And I forget what he called it. And I'm like, "Okay, but you have coins launching off of it and running yeah, on its network." Yeah, like, isn't... I, I would. That's definitely a platform. Then I think the thing is, is that they only—they're not any kind of. I mean, they only do payment payment processing applications, which makes sense. I mean, you could technically do the same thing with Ripple, based but on not the, only because Smartlands isn't isn't. I guess Smartlands kind of is a payment, but it's like owning. It's like owning. It's like it's, owning equity in in different things. And my point is, is that it's it's a bit limited. You know, there there's there's probably not going to be Crypto Kitties on on Stellar. Yeah. When on something like EOS or even uh, Cardano, eventually you could probably run absolutely anything. And that's the thing about them; they're not. They're not designed to be limited. They're designed to be infinite. Um, Which so. makes me think that both of those are going to go to zero eventually. You think? I really don't well, know. EOS well, is I, fully th- centralized, and the more Dan Larimer talks, the more everyone's like, holy shit, this is like a full-on yeah, centralized th- I don't know. I think we're so early on in crypto that even if something is decentralized now, I wouldn't, I mean, if something is centralized now, I wouldn't rule it out. Cardano is pretty centralized still. XRP, perfect example. It's totally centralized. XRP, I mean, we talk about Nano on this show and that's still the majority of Nano is held by the developers, right? So it's like. No, but they bought it. They weren't, they, they weren't, it wasn't given to them. They put it's, it out there, and every single person had to buy it, and okay. that was his thing. Like he just put it out there, and he, he even even he had to buy it. Even even uh, Colin had to buy it. Okay, so we'll give Nano a pass, even though they might be majority owners of it. Sure, but like, yeah. but like it this early on, you kind of need a governing body to kind of, you know, to raise this crypto child into the world sure know? so yeah if i if i created the if i if i found a coder who could figure out how to do the proof of time to work blockchain i would make it completely centralized for the first year but i would have that written into some kind of constitution saying well, when it when it hits um when we have 1000 miners worldwide we will relinquish you know, 27, 25% control over, you know, over, over making sure stuff gets, gets processed fairly or whatever. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I think that, that for Cardano, I think that's been the plan all along. Now, I don't know if there's a document that points to it directly, like a constitution, but as far as I understood it, like that, their goal is to be completely decentralized and completely open source. I mean, Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying Cardano isn't. I'm just saying EOS right now. Like the more it's coming out more and more, the people are just like, eh. Yeah, I think that's that to me, and I'm kind of speaking out of my ass a little bit, but that to me seems like a project that, yes, it the, the intention from the beginning was to be completely decentralized. And every time there's a hiccup, 
it's like block one has to go in and go, okay, let us centralize this a little bit and yeah. then we'll fix it. And then we'll, we'll make it decentralized again. Oh, it fucked up. Okay. Let's centralize it again. Now let's, you know, cause that's, that's what's happening, but that's because what they're doing has never been done before. And I don't know. I would just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up on EOS. I wouldn't say, oh yeah, I think they're going to go to zero just yet. Um, even though they might. Um, I mean, when half your team when you when half your team leaves to start up a new venture capital blockchain, that's a pretty good indicator that they've that they're just kind of giving up. This is crypto. People might be giving up. They might be frustrated by it, but like someone's gonna step in and make something work, just like Um, they did with Verge. (laughs) And I'm I have no doubt that Verge will be back. And then so if you don't know, that's what happens with Verge. It's like it's like. People leave, somebody picks it up, pumps it yeah. again. It has a history of that. And so Yeah, totally. And it's got the same what's the what's the developer's name? He's got like some crazy street name. I Fred Durst. Name. He's got like um Fred Durst. <laughs> um Yeah, it's just a weird thing. I mean, I, I feel like every crypto lead developer kinda like either looks like an extremely nerdy nerdy yet like I, I'm thinking of like the Justin Sun sort of like, I'm, I'm not quite charismatic. I'm actually a nerd, but I'm gonna try to get everyone to like me. Yeah. Or they've got this like, I'm covered in tattoos and like, fluffy, I fluffy pony. <laughs> yeah. Or like I like I I didn't graduate from high school. Um, I learned about I learned about uh, programming like on the street <laughs> on, the, on, the dar- on the dark web <laughs> on the dark web yeah like that. they literally learned about bitcoin on the dark web and somebody taught them to be a hacker i, I was a molested like- miner forced to learn how to code on the dark web <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what they're like to me and you know what but the funny thing is is I'm like, not laughing I mean, at molested miners that's not no uh, but you know <laughs> i'm making that generalization on the show but the truth is is that a lot of the tech industry is like that. You know, it's like if yeah. you're in Silicon Valley and you know anybody who works at some of those startups, it's like, yeah, it's like um, a lot of those people like don't have a suit. They don't own one. They just have a hoodie that they work in every single day <laughs> and they bring their dogs to work and they sleep on beanbags because they don't have, you know, beds or whatever. That's just the culture has changed quite a bit and it's completely acceptable. That's why I think it's funny when you have when you have crypto, you have this kind of Oh, we're we're almost done with the show. I just want to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, when you when you're done with the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's this thing that happens with with crypto and Bitcoin. You you get a blending of these financial world, which is kind of stuffy and old school, and then this new Silicon Valley world, which is like, I don't own a pair of pants and I go to work this way or whatever. Like that's like. But Silicon Valley is turning into that stuffy world now. Because there's so much money there, and these guys are trying to protect their profits, and you're seeing it with pl- things like Amazon moving to New York and D.C. People, people are speculating. They're like, they di- purposely didn't go to Detroit or Kansas City or wherever because that's not where you can have you can get the most bang for your buck in D.C. with politicians. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And like that, that sort of, you know, when we were talking about like lobbyists and stuff like that, absolutely. Like tech industry, actually tech industry has always been about money. Um, I mean, for the last 20 years, I just mean in terms of like the, that sort of culture that, you know, that like just, just in terms of what you wear to work or what kind of car you drive or like, or whatever. In Silicon Valley, you're more likely to ride an electric skateboard to work 
when in in the financial district in New York, you're going to be driven by a car service. Yeah. And it's like this weird world where it's like people from the financial world meet these developers and they're like, you don't look professional to me. You're riding an electric skateboard like that. Something doesn't compute. And I can just imagine those conferences in, in New York that are like, you know, finance, crypto crossover. It's like you yeah. just get this weird blend of like people wearing like those suits with the they're those shirts with the blue shirts with the white collars and the ones that just make you look like a total tool. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like people wearing <laughs> shirts with like, you know, unicorns and wolves on them or something. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, money corrupts people and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the thing about those New York crypto fe- uh, crypto conferences that, that we've been here that we heard last time is it's just turned into a fucking Wall Street circle jerk fest where all these guys who used to be anti Wall Street are at the strip clubs doing coke with everybody else and they're blowing their money on stupid shit and and it's not it's like the antithesis of crypto of what bitcoin originally was created for and people got kind of pissed off about it last time about the last yeah. uh it's gonna happen though yeah and this is like that's just what happens it starts to corrupt people people like nice things and so it, yeah. yeah whatever all right, okay. get ready for more corruption in the future. <laughs> Yay! For, for corruption. more corruption, tune in next week to Michael and the Bear. For and hookers corruption. and coke. Woohoo! And hookers and coke <laughs> aplenty. All right, everybody. Have a We're great day. We're going to engage more on our, on our Facebook page. We promise it's going to happen. One I'm of these there. Days. I'm posting stuff like a madman, or at least like twice a week. Michael. Michael is posting on the Facebook page. If you have questions, if you want us to talk about things, if, you wanna, if, you, if there are guests that you want to. That you want us to interview? That you we want have on the show. We have two guests lined up. So. Yeah. Yep. Two more guests. <laughs> two guests. Can't wait to have them on the show. <laughs> All right, everybody. Signing off. All right. Have a good night. Bye.